didn't mind this movie actually. My biggest complaint is that it was boring and like a little bit predictable because I figured out what was going on within 10 minutes. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so then I was just kind of waiting waiting to see if it was going to play out the way I was thinking it would. I think even watching it a second time, I was just kind of like, I didn't catch on to that. But also like, it was drawn out. It was a slow burn for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't a long movie. It really wasn't. It felt long, but it wasn't. And I, I... I'm not a big fan of Joey King, so that, I think, added to it for me. Yeah, I don't love her either. I don't know what it is about her. She always plays bratty characters. Okay, yeah, it's probably that. (laughs) Because I think maybe she does a good job playing bratty characters, but at this point now, I'm just like, is that just your personality, though? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell, but let's get into it. This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. The movie we're discussing today is The Lie on Amazon. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. I watched it maybe two years ago. And I just remember the ending pissing me off so much that that overshadowed the rest of the movie because just the way just the way it ended really pissed me off. I can see how it would if you weren't waiting for it to happen. I was just kind of waiting. Sure. So we can just vaguely summarize. So Joey King plays this high school age girl, Kayla, and Mm -hmm. her parents are divorced slash separated, I guess separated, and they each kind of have a new love interest or whatever, and she's obviously really unhappy about it, but her dad is supposed to drop her off at this ballet retreat in upstate New York, and on the way... They see one of her friends waiting at a bus stop and they stop to pick her up. And then like very quickly, they start kind of bickering. And then the friend Brittany is like, I need to stop because I have to pee. So then they pull over. The dad's waiting for them to come back. They don't come back. And he goes after them. And he finds Kayla sitting on the railing of a bridge over a river, which, by the way, it's like a winter wonderland (laughs) wherever they live. Yeah, I mean, it was very nice and scenic (laughs) where they were. very pretty, but very cold water. And so she basically says she fell into the water. And the dad, Jay, he spends some time trying to look for her in the water, which I was so cold watching him just Oh my God, it just, yeah, it looked so cold. Yeah. And also not that deep. So like it was weird that they couldn't find her body. And I think maybe that's kind of what triggered my brain at first. I was just like, but like, where is she? Because it seems like if she fell from that distance, she would get really hurt. And then her body would just kind of stay there. I know there was a current, but when he was splashed around in the water, it was only like up to his knees. So I... I, I, I was suspicious. Yeah, my first thing was the fast current. And then, but you're right, it was, it wasn't deep. So how far could she have gotten? Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's freaking out. They go back to the car to call 911. And that's when Kayla is like, no, don't call 911. I pushed her. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. So now Jay's having like an existential crisis about what to do. And so he drives her back and goes to get her mom. And at first they don't tell her. And it's like, Are they just going to play this off? Yeah. Okay. But then finally Kayla does admit it to her. And now now we've got the whole fam involved. So that's the whole movie essentially is like, how are these parents now going to deal with their child having admitted to committing a murder? Yeah. This was the most interesting part of the movie to me because I think it's worth thinking about sometimes like what you would do to protect somebody that you love and whether or not you would go to the extent of covering up a a murder 
or a crime or something. Yeah, I mean, but the way this was done was so frustrating because it was frustrating to watch in terms of you just see the mom's downfall through it. Like she starts as like this very put together lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, she's just a fucking mess. Like you just see this totally fucked her up. Yeah, well, because she didn't want to turn Kayla in, but she also was really uncomfortable with covering it up. So she yeah. she had a lot of soul searching to do throughout the movie, whereas Jay was just like, we got to cover this up. This is mm-hmm. bad. Like, our daughter's going to go to prison forever, and we can't allow this to happen. And it was interesting, though, because I kind of, like, saw both sides of it. But I think we're programmed societally to be like, no, she did a bad thing. She needs to pay for her crime. But then also, like, being a parent, I think, really complicates that obligation to society. <laughs> exactly. And I think it also shows, I guess it was trying to maybe show the backstory in a way to how they separated. Mm-hmm just their parenting styles in general and all that. But it drove me nuts, just Kayla throughout the whole thing, because she just, that whole nonchalantness. Mm -hmm. And you could tell as the movie goes on, like this was clearly, clearly a tactic to get her parents back together. Right, yeah. And what a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, holy fuck. Oh my God, I can't. It's the worst parent trap ever, you know? It is the worst parent trap ever. And I mean, it just got so dark so quickly. Yeah. There's no conscience behind this girl. I mean, she could have stopped this so quick and so early on and she just let it fucking right. fester. Yeah. And I do think that there were times when she might have felt conflicted about it because I think with stuff like this, you get too deep at some point and then it's mm-hmm. it's even harder to backtrack on it and so I think yeah, you got to just play along with it at that point and yeah keep going I think she got to a certain point where she was like oh well like I don't even know if I can tell them the truth at this point but it was just very <laughs> it was difficult I think to watch the parents try to figure out how to deal with the situation and they basically decide that they can cover it up because there's just a lack of evidence mm-hmm. nobody knew that they saw Brittany at the bus stop nobody knew they picked her up nobody saw them a truck had gone by at one point but they were going too fast and jay and kayla hid behind their car so theoretically no one should have any idea that they were there in the first place. So that's their story. They agree that right. we're just going to pretend none of this ever happened. Exactly. It gets complicated, though, because Brittany's father, Sam, comes over and is like, I just assumed that Kayla and Brittany ran off together and are doing something stupid. And Rebecca, her mother, Rebecca, is like, oh, no, um, Kayla was sick. She didn't go to the ballet thing. We have no idea where Brittany is, but she's probably fine. And the dad is like, "Okay, well, can you have her? Can you have Kayla call me? I just want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they're like that. We, we can't have that because fucking Kayla is like a hot mess. Yeah. yeah, like there's no way. And it's where you initially start to see the brattiness come out because Rebecca goes to her and is like, you're going to call Brittany's dad right now and mm-hmm. you're going to tell him, you know, and she just puts the the volume up on the TV. Yeah. Like, I can't hear you. Like, you little fucking bitch. Like, right. I just, it's one of those tactics that it's like, wow, really fucking mature. Yeah. And if you're trying to cover something up, you're not doing a real good fucking job acting this way. It's not great. Right. And I think maybe that was also sort of a suspect 
situation for me because I didn't necessarily think even if she was a sociopath capable of committing this murder that she would have been I I feel like she would have enjoyed the opportunity to talk to Brittany's dad and kind of just lead him in the wrong direction or taunt him with it like I I didn't think she was malicious about it it was just kind of like a strange way to react so obviously he gets frustrated and he like comes over to the house at some point and is like oh is Kayla home because the last time he came Rebecca told him that she was at the doctor's and she's like I think it's still within the same day it's just later in the day right yeah she's like yeah she's still at the doctor's and then Jay comes out of the house and it's like, oh, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, um, so your daughter's at the doctor by herself. And they were like, yeah, she's having some tests run and she's definitely there by herself. We'll let you know when she's home. And then like she fucking walks out the door. And like that was the only time where I was like, can you not read a room? Right, exactly. Like, oh, my God, it's. <laughs> Like, we understand that you're like, you got this whole ruse, but like, what did this do for anybody? It really didn't help your end game necessarily. Um, and it just kind of made things worse. So I don't, I don't know. I yeah. Like- I mean, the, the, the avoidance made it so much worse because it's like you're sitting there trying to play off a story that you literally have no idea where Brittany is mm-hmm. at all. And okay, if Kayla's sick, fine. But the lengths they went to quote unquote prove she was sick and it just unravels into this like really horrible like beginning of a lie. Well, one of the many lies that happened. Yes, so many lies. But it just kind of it's like, all right, he knows that, you know, Kayla didn't go. So let's just let it be. Mm -hmm. But to keep going with this whole she's sick, she's not here. Yeah, I mean, they were afraid what she was going to say to him, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, which makes sense because I feel like right. she could literally say anything. Sure, yeah. But it was definitely making it worse to not have her talk to him. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't. They were not all on the same page about their lives. No. <laughs> so that was a problem. <laughs> but essentially, at this point, they kind of start shifting the plan from like, we don't know anything to like, we might know something. And it has to do with Brittany's father because she'd had a bruise on her face that morning and Sam had admitted that they had gotten into a fight and she fell and like hit her face on the door or something. It was like, yeah, it did sound like a story of abuse. So Jay is like, take this little nugget and run with it. Oh, and do they run with it? Right. (laughs) Because here's a perfect scapegoat for this crime. We can make Sam the fall guy and then we won't have to worry about this. Um, Plus, he's already kind of a bad guy if he's abusing his daughter. So he deserves to go down for it. So Rebecca takes it to some of her friends at the district attorney's office and is like, hey, so like I got some info. One of our daughter's friends is missing and BTW, I think he hits her. So they go off to investigate this. Now, I don't, Kenji is the woman's name, but what is the name of her male partner who is like a fucking asshole? (laughs) Oh my God. I forget, honestly. He he was was such a a dick. dick. (laughs) Yeah, he comes right off. Like They go up to his house to question him. And he's just like, what nationality are you? Like, kind of insinuating, like, oh, you're the kind that beats people. Like, you would beat your daughter. And it's like, holy shit, slow down. Yeah, so just, like, coming out the gate real hot. And they start 
pretty immediately being like, have you ever hit your daughter? Do you fight with her? Yada, yada. And he's like, um, no. Like, what are you talking about? And at this point, I think he probably should have asked for a lawyer, but he doesn't. And so after they speak to him, though, they come back to Rebecca and they're kind of like, so we talked to him and like, we're not we're not really sure the story makes sense. We talked to some of his neighbors like nobody has ever seen him be abusive. Yeah. And then they kind of get to... Is this when they get to um, the cell phone? Mm-hmm. They get to the point of like, well, actually, we we did find a ping from Brittany's cell, cell phone. The cell tower. Yes. And yes, the cell tower is actually downtown. And the ping was the day after she went missing. And like, doesn't your husband live downtown? Mm-hmm. And I will say there has been like a weird implication throughout the movie that Jay is a pedophile. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I noticed that too, because it was just a lot of like, and especially when it got down to the detectives being around him. Yeah. Everything was, he's so sleazy. And how's it going with that divorce? Like, is he still like, kind like, yeah, insinuating that he's just this very sleazy guy and that it wouldn't put it past them that maybe he is involved with this girl. Right. And even Brittany in the car in the beginning was kind of flirty with him. Yeah. And Kayla was like real weird about that. And it it almost felt like he had a history of perhaps being a little bit flirty with her friends or something. Oh, yes. And that when they got back that day and she's lying on the couch and she says to him, she goes, do you think she's pretty? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what is like? Like, ew, that's gross. Also, like you insinuating that your dad would do something like that were you gonna try to then at that point turn it around on your dad for what you did right prior like yeah. I don't I don't know what and like that doesn't help him get back together with her mom so like exactly <laughs> so I don't know what her plan how her plan was really supposed to unravel because yeah she clearly was just gonna use the tactic of nobody likes me right I'm a loner yeah you know that was gonna be her her back story for everything at that point you know everyone's better than her and she you know prettier than her smarter than her she has that conversation with jay when they're sitting outside in the backyard in the frozen pool which like guys you're way too rich to not drain your pool properly at the end of pool season Mm -hmm. like (laughs) no but he sees that she's been cutting herself and so she's like it makes me feel better because nobody likes me and then he's like is that why you killed Britney and she's like yeah it's like what's wrong with you so right like this is not how you bond with your child just saying (laughs) yeah and then he goes in and he mentions it to Rebecca and Rebecca's kind of like yeah I tried I don't know what else to do like right wow great great job this was the other (laughs) sus thing that I noticed because she he was like when did she start doing that and she was like well like a few months after you left and so for me like obviously cutting is typically like an attention seeking like cry for help type behavior so it made sense in my brain like oh well you know she's done this before so obviously Mm -hmm. she's really trying hard to get them to notice that she's going through it so after that the prosecutor kenji comes over prosecutor detective whatever comes over to um chat with her about britney's dad and she goes all in on it and is like, yeah, no, he totally beats the shit out of her. And she told me about it lots of times. Like, it's bad. 
And then <laughs> she really plays it up. She does the yep. sob story, the whole thing. Crying and then like, I, can I can I leave now? I'm, I'm, I'm so done talking about this. And then her dad comes to her later and is like, so like, was that a lie? And then she doesn't say yes, but she does kind of stay quiet in confirming mm-hmm. that. And then she's like, well, I learned from the best. And it was like, oh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is not, I don't know what... <laughs> Again, I don't know her plan. I don't know how this is supposed to bring everybody together because right. well, it's bringing out the worst in all of them. And it's just, it's it's not good. Yeah. It's really not well, good. Well, this incident occurs right after there was a confrontation with, with Sam and Jay. And uh, Jay gets punched in the nose and is bleeding. And so Rebecca is tending to his bloody nose in the bathroom. And they're just like having a moment in there of like, oh, well, this is kind of sexy covering up our daughter's murder. And then she's <laughs> listening outside like, oh, my God, my plan is working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing. That's all I ever like wanted. Like some evil little sociopathic elf. And yep. so so I think from there she was really committed to the to the bit. And so mm-hmm. when she's faced with this opportunity, she really sells it hard. And then after the cell phone thing, they decide they're gonna bury the wallet. Oh my god. In her backyard. Like right. they go to Sam's house and they're gonna bury it in his backyard. And I found that to be the worst idea. It, yeah. So hold on. Before this, there's like a whole bunch of stuff we're skipping over. Hold on. Oh, oh well not like a whole bunch I mean it's, none of it's like super important but so also after she admits that she lied she begs him to stay for the night and says it's nice to have him home so like once again just kind of reinforcing that whole thing of like this is part of the master plan mm-hmm. so the next day Jay brings Kayla over to his apartment because he needs a change of clothes and when they get there his band because he's in a band is all mm-hmm. waiting there to have a rehearsal. He's been hooking up with one of the bandmates or whatever, and Kayla really hates her. And obviously, this is going against her plan. So she's just like, ugh, in a huff. But then this woman, Trini, I think her name was. Yeah. Tri- That's yeah. a name. That's a normal name for a person. So yeah. they go have a conversation in his bedroom and she's like, yo, what the fuck is going on with you? This is not great. And then she's like, I found this purse in your car and it's Britney's clutch because that was the only thing they could find of Britney's at the scene. And I guess Kayla took it. So it was still in his car. I don't know when Trini was in his car <laughs> since the incident. Right, because he had his car. Yeah. So I don't I don't, really, yeah, I don't know weird. what that means. But he's basically threatening her to get it back. He's like, give that back to me. So once he gets it, he realizes that the cell phone is inside. So obviously needs needs to get rid of this. Kayla took off while he was dealing with this. And mm-hmm. then this is kind of, while this is all happening, this is when Kenji and her dickhead partner come talk to Rebecca again and they tell her like about the cell phone and imply mm-hmm. that Jay might be involved. So Sam sees Kayla walking down the street and tries to get her to talk about what happened to Brittany. And she screams and shakes him off and oh, runs away. Oh, she is a screamer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that annoying, like, shut the fuck up. Like, what is your problem? Right? Like, you're so hysterical. Yeah. So she gets away from him, but he chases her down in his car. And I don't know why he's not able to catch up with her because she gets all the way back to her house and gets mm-hmm. inside and just like hides in there from him and has like a private asthma attack on the floor of the living room. It's <laughs> just like, okay. He eventually <sighs> leaves and then Rebecca comes home and discovers her on the floor. And then Jay bursts in and he's like, what the hell is going on here? But um, they argue about the cell phone and like, 
it's Tweedledee and Tweedle fucking dumb <laughs> because the two of them at this point have kind of botched everything of trying to cover this whole thing up. And then the next time we see the detectives, they have even more evidence against them because they went to the scene and find Kayla's inhaler by the bridge where yeah. Brittany allegedly died. And so... <sighs> That's really hard to explain after they've just repeatedly said that they were nowhere near that area and she was homesick and all this fun stuff. So like they're pretty screwed. So they're in like real damage control territory now. So this is when, as you were saying before, they come up with this genius plan to get rid of all the evidence that they have. So take it away. Yeah, no. So they they decide they're going to go to Sam's house and they're going to bury the wallet, whatever, with the phone in the backyard as if to say Sam buried the evidence after killing his daughter. Right, in his own backyard. And also, in his own backyard. the ground is frozen solid. This is just a bad plan. <laughs> bad plan you could tell he's struggling trying to do this she's trying to sit out front and kind of give him like a heads up like uh the lights are on the lights are off like he's in there which tells you nothing honestly (laughs) no and his car was like you clearly knew he was home right and just because the lights on in one room doesn't mean he's just gonna stay in that room he could be moving around you don't have good enough eyes on him to know for sure no especially given layout of a front and back of a house like it just doesn't work that way right so he's trying (laughs) he's trying to bury this fucking thing and uh yeah no bueno this this was a very tense scene i i will say i was nervous it was the most yeah it was probably the more exciting yeah one of the more exciting in terms yeah sure because i thought he was going to sneak up on jay in the backyard attempting to bury this thing but rebecca has gotten out of the car to try to get a better look at the house and so she's just kind of out in the street and sam comes up on her and that was like oh no but then like she's not even cool about it she like screams for jay which is just like okay but like (laughs) Right now you're just that, making it worse because yeah. he could have probably maybe finished what he was doing. Right. And now you're bringing attention to the fact that you're in cahoots trying to plant right. evidence. And she screams his name out. It's not even just like my husband's in the car right over there. It's just like, Jay. It's like, okay, yeah. well, obviously he's doing something he's not supposed to be. And you're alerting him to that. So um, it was fucking stupid. But was. Jay comes barreling along and like gets into fisticuffs with Sam. They roll down this embankment. And then the solution here is to try to drown him in a stream. This is a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Well-irrigated area. <laughs> there's so much right? water there's so available much water. every time you have to get rid of a witness. I actually had to do a double take. So I'm like, where does this water come from? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Because it's just like, wait, there's a creek here too? Yeah. <laughs> is it the same creek that Brittany supposedly <laughs> tried in? I don't know. So they don't actually drown him and they just kind of leave him there and flee the scene. And it was like, okay, that feels worse though. I don't know. I, like yeah, because I mean, he's not. They just yeah. tried to kill him. And so now like, even if they didn't kill Brittany, they're still going to be brought up on assault charges for this guy. You know, And then he basically tells them, he's like, I know that you're covering for Kayla. I know she did. She did this. So they freak out and they try to leave. So. I got a little bit confused in this scene because I don't know how they got in their car and were driving away and still down the road managed to see Jay and not see Jay to see Sam. Sam in the middle of the road. Like, where did he come from?
come from? Where did yeah. they come from? What was the what was the layout of this neighborhood? Because right, I was where confused. was the creek? Because if anything, unless Sam just walked, maybe he he was old, discombobulated, walked. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe he can't. No, but he was still in the back. I don't know because they were traveling like at speed, and he comes like stumbling into the road. Yeah, and it, I don't know where they were coming from or how they were able to build that much speed before he got there, but whatever. So they see him in the road. And also, I did not know it was him initially. I was like, who's who's in the road? Who is that person? Right. And then fucking Rebecca is driving. And rather than stop, <laughs> she just fucking floors it. Yeah. And heads right for him. And then <laughs> I loved the um, captioning for this because it was body thuds. Um, <laughs> when, when he is struck by the vehicle. Yes. And so she just fucking hits him and they get out of the car. And this was weird to me because I didn't know if she, it seemed like she did that intentionally. Like, I don't know what other way you explain that unless there was black ice or something and she didn't mean to hit him, but she right. wants to call 911. She's like getting her phone out to be like, oh shit, we should call 911. And Jay is the one who stops her and is like, nah, man, let's just let this happen. We've gotten this far. Like, <laughs> well, let's. Like, this is the boneheaded move here. How successful have they been so far at covering up one murder? And now they're going to try to cover up two murders and get away with it? There's no fucking way. Even no. if there were no witnesses, how suspicious is it that the only person who has like accused them of wrongdoing or might have accused them of wrongdoing or has been involved with like sort of a criminal situation ends up dead in the middle of the road by a hit and run? Like suddenly you're looking very suspicious. And I guess we're meant to assume that that's what the police thought as well, because they do show up at the end of the movie. So like they do. The implication is that they are going to get fucked for this, which is great. Totally. And I, but it was just a matter of at that point, were they just thinking like, we got this far, like, let's just leave them for dead. I also feel like they don't have collectively like not even one conscience. Because no. Yeah, between <laughs> the three the of them. <laughs> between the three of them, like Apple doesn't fall far, clearly. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a reverse way. I don't know if there's a reverse for that, but... Um, well, I mean, I think sometimes I think children teach their parents as much as parents teach their children. Exactly. So, <laughs> so there's got to be a reversal yeah. saying for that, but I don't know. So <laughs> they get back to the house. Obviously, the whole front of the car is covered in blood. Right. So like they hit a deer and they go right. They go in to talk to her or they're talking to her. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. They have they. They have breakfast, right? Yes, they have breakfast first. Yeah. And of course, Kayla, again, is just all peachy and lovely and, you know. Yeah. Rebecca is, like, not hungry. She does not want to eat. And she is done. She is, yeah. like. <laughs> she, she looks like she's been fucking through it. Jay yep. is also shaken, but he manages to start eating. And then Kayla leaves the table. She's like, I'm going to be late. For what, though? I'm not really sure. I guess school. <laughs> Right? So, like, now you give a shit about school? Okay, fine. But then also when they come to talk to her afterwards, she's just sitting in a chair not going to school. So I don't know. Anyway, so they take the opportunity then to gather themselves and go into the garage and clean the blood off of the front of the truck. And while they're scrubbing in silence, they hear somebody come in the front door. I guess she's got a key. <laughs> and she just comes into the garage and it turns out that it's Brittany and she's not dead. And they're nope. I, I thought the acting in this scene was really great because both of their reactions of just like complete 
total shock and devastation of like what the fuck is happening right like you could see the entire scenario up until that point replaying behind their eyes because they are now just trying to piece together all of this shit just happened and she's standing right fucking in front of us right and so Brittany, poor Brittany, is, like, completely perplexed by their reactions. She doesn't understand why they're so, like, ah. And she's like, oh, I guess um, Kayla should have, may have told you. I just wanted to go visit my boyfriend. So we came up with this plan so that I could go see him. I'm really sorry. Um, Am I in trouble? Is my dad angry? And they're just, like, staring at her, like, (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah, it was... (laughs) Like, what do we so say? Much so that Rebecca, like, walks up to her and then just touches her face in a way of, like, are you real right now? Like, are you <laughs> a living being? Because there's no way all of this just happened and you're standing there and you're going to fucking tell us that it was just because you wanted to see your boy. Like, I would have probably started screaming at her. The way at they were moment. looking at her, I was like, oh, God, they're just going to kill her, too, aren't they? <laughs> Right at this point, I mean, might as well, uh, especially because she sees that they're that they're wiping blood off the front of the yeah. truck. So like now she's a witness to that as well. So I was like, oh god, they're gonna kill her. Yeah, and then Rebecca just says to her, "Go home, just <laughs> get fucking the fuck out of here." Yeah, I don't even want to look at you. And um, so at that point, she leaves Rebecca and Jay go back in the house. <laughs> And they just give her this look and she's like, I was going to tell you, I didn't know what to tell you, da 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 da. And then that's, you know, the whole like, basically, I miss you guys together, don't leave me. And she does this whole like, don't leave me. Right. And they rant. have a nice big group family of murderer hug. And while they're hugging, you can hear the police sirens coming, presumably to arrest them all. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they... I don't think Kayla would get hit with too much because, I mean, she just, you know, misled police or something like that. But her parents actually committed murder. So, yeah, (laughs) they're going to get fucked. And it was great that the explanation, too, was she thought it would be funny if I pushed her. What the fuck? First of all, you're both fucking demented. Yeah. I mean, this plan is bad, but it also feels semi-realistic to something that teenagers might think is funny or might think is clever because they're so freaking dumb at that stage that it's just kind of like yeah okay I might not have done this as a teenager but I can definitely see where like other people might have thought it was a viable excuse to have I don't know what they thought was going to happen but teenagers typically don't think that far ahead yeah but this was just this was one for the books because how do you think that faking your murder just to see your boyfriend would not have like a crazy amount right. of repercussions? Right. Like there had to have been another way to sneak around. Especially because I guess they were really counting on Jay to not run to the police immediately because I don't think they necessarily wanted a police investigation going on, but it was a big risk that somebody wasn't going to alert the authorities if she were missing. Maybe they thought that she could just turn up and say like, oh, it's all a big mistake. But then Kayla would still have gotten in trouble because it wasn't just like she went missing. Like she's saying I pushed her into a river. So 
not very well thought out. Right. Like you're not even making it a good scenario for yourself. Right. And then there was that weird sort of story because the detectives bring up how they looked into Brittany's emails or something. And they had been discussing oh, yeah. this guy, Trevor, I think his name was, was supposedly Kayla's Dating Kayla. boyfriend. Yeah. And then she accused Brittany of trying to steal him from her and threatened to kill her in the way that teenagers usually do. But that was part of the evidence that was going to make her look bad. So was this the same boyfriend? Like, I guess they didn't have that fight or the fight wasn't really important. It was just taken out of context. I feel like they were trying to throw us off in little ways, but I don't know. I feel like it would have been 10 times. It probably would have been better, too, if maybe Kayla disappeared as well right like they both went missing mm-hmm. i mean that wouldn't have been great for the dad but it- <laughs> <laughs> i don't um, i have mixed feelings about this guy i feel like he's got some sketchy shit going on and i don't trust him so <laughs> yeah like that band is it a cover-up for something yeah I still think he's a pedophile. I don't. I can't prove it, but I, I think he is. Oh. So I had the scheme a little bit wrong. I actually thought that it was always Kayla's plan. And so let me just see, because I had... Okay, it's like a quarter of the way down to my first page of notes is the lie that Kayla and Brittany worked together to fake Brittany's death so Kayla could get her parents back together. So I thought it was... Kayla's plan from the beginning and it and Brittany was sort of the accomplice and that she had thought that uniting them over this murder cover-up was going to be the best yeah. way to bring them back together. So I was like a little bit off on what the result actually was. But when Brittany walked into that garage, I was like, ah, yep, there she is. <laughs> we got it. We got it, guys. I just remember when I watched it for the first time and that happened because, again, like I said, I did not pick up on it early on at at all and I see her in the garage first of all I had that like audible like <gasps> gasp and then I'm like all of that for this yeah like all like the minute she it was said I just stupid. wanted to see my boyfriend I was yeah. like you've got to be fucking kidding me like it was- yeah well that threw me off too because like that was not part of my original theory so I was like what do you mean your boyfriend <laughs> like what is this <laughs> yeah there's nothing convoluted behind that there's so many other ways you could have snuck out to see your boyfriend like this was wild yeah yeah it was it was too much it was a little a little bit too much I think the biggest problem I have and it's probably because of shows like Game of Thrones or shows where they don't show you the dead body I'm very suspicious whether or not they're actually dead and if they're just going to come back in some other way shape or form so for me especially the situation if it had been a deeper river I might have been yeah a little less suspicious but the situation as it was it didn't make sense to me that she could have died there and they wouldn't have found her body that nobody would have found her body that was like, yeah that didn't feel right to me so you know I'm just suspicious <laughs> show me the dead yeah. body I don't yeah I don't know why I never like that never crosses my mind for some reason like it's true like you're right like unless you see a body there's no proof that this person's dead so yeah. I think it's the most common twist in a movie like this and so I'm always just kind of like waiting to check that off my list like okay show me yeah. the body and then there was actually one point in the movie where Rebecca had a dream about yes. seeing the body on, on the side of the river and I was like ah oh, damn well there, there goes that theory and then when she woke up I was like oh actually <laughs> that yeah. theory is still valid still valid but <laughs> it was holy crap man it was just and again joey king yeah you play a spoiled little brat so well in literally fucking everything yes. that i've seen mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, I think that just stayed with me. I was so annoyed with her that I was just kind of like, I don't fucking care what happens to you because you're such a little bitch. Sure. And her parents were bumbling idiots as well. I feel like it really frustrates me when people are just and I know that you and I are both pretty into true crime. So we mm-hmm. I feel like of most people, we have above average knowledge of the best ways to perhaps get away with a murder. And mm-hmm. so to watch people just be so fucking stupid about it, it's just like, ah, come on, guys. Right. It ruins the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, kind of like, yeah. Maybe realistic because I guess maybe they wouldn't necessarily know. But uh, I don't know. Hanging on to the purse not getting rid of it sooner, not realizing there was a cell phone in it that could lead them back. <sighs> Those are rookie mistakes, guys. Exactly. So if you're a budding this... murderer out there, just take note. <laughs> do not do what these people did. Yeah, no. This was basically a movie and what not to do. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a lesson learned, I, <laughs> I guess. Um, and just to save ourselves from potential legal ramifications, we are not recommending that anybody commit murders. <laughs> no, of course not. Do of not use this not. as a tool to help you commit murders and get away with it. Well, them. don't because it was awful. Yeah. Like, there's no... <laughs> we're recommending... Actually, we do recommend you use this movie because then you will get caught and be, you know, served justice or whatever. Persecuted for your actions. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so that was The Lie, the which lie. was an awful lie. But yeah, next week we have Hatching, which... I'm so stoked for this. I hope, I, I hope it's I, as weird as I think it is going to be. Same, because <laughs> I had put it on the list a very long time ago, and I remember just seeing the premise is something where like this little girl, like I don't know, she's like lonely or whatever, and she finds this like egg... And it ends up becoming, like, <laughs> part of the family. Like, it just seems like the, one of those, like, very wild where, like, it looks like a normal movie. And then, oh, but we're dealing with an egg and something hatching. And, like, it's yeah. not human. It's not, like, a normal animal. Like, it's going to be fucking weird. And right up our alley, probably. <laughs> yes, so for sure. I believe that's on Hulu. So you could watch ahead of time. And holy crap. I mean... November's basically over. I know. Wild. It's really scary. Wild. But yeah, that's in two weeks, not next week. Because next week is Thanksgiving. Yeah, gobble, gobble. Happy turkey day. And a happy belated birthday to you. <laughs> ah, yes. To me. To you. Yes, the 15th. Which was yesterday, yes. Hashtag awesome birthday. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I share my birthday with nobody actually interesting so i hope maybe this so it's year, all yours yeah well i guess but i hope maybe this year some important babies are being born that i can finally say i share my birthday with somebody cool but oh at this point i now it's just me i'm the coolest person born on november 15th <laughs> which is not uh, saying 100 <laughs> oh shucks guys is today the 16th anything Yes. On like a slightly more serious note, just because I feel like I should mention this. November 16th is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. And I just wanted to throw it out there because I did lose an uncle earlier this year to pancreatic cancer. His birthday actually would have been today. Well, today of the recording. So the 12th of November. But Mm. the 16th of November is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. So if you have the means, please donate to a pancreatic cancer research charity of some kind it's a very scary cancer because it comes on so quickly and it's hard to detect unless you're looking for it so yeah everybody just be aware get tested if you have a family history and uh you know that's all we can do for now so exactly we appreciate anything you can do to help the cause 
absolutely so that wraps up this episode so until next time bye